The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, what is up, world? Keith Arizari, it is betting around the rim. We are with you for real now, all right? You know how it goes. Sometimes some technical issues happen. I hope you enjoyed a little commercial break there. Come on back to us. All right, here's what we're going to do. we got to dive into some of the big NBA storylines over the last couple of days. And I- I'm telling you, I'm fired up about college, too, and we're going to get to a bunch of college a little bit later. Sweet 16 action like crazy. Sweet 16 action galore. But can we talk about both James Harden and Zion Williamson, and I actually want to start with Zion here because Zion goes for 39 points, a career high last night, and it got me thinking, and and we can go through some of the numbers for Zion, what he's been doing since the All-Star break, averaging about 28 points per game. Now listen, the Pelicans lost last night, and that's one of the reasons why there's this like dark cloud over us discussing Zion, right? Because the Pelicans are maybe going to miss the playoffs. I mean, they'll probably make it into the play-in round, but It's going to be a struggle for them. But Zion Williamson with LeBron James now shelved. I pose this question to you, and you guys can hit me up on Twitter, Keith Irizarry, K-E-I-T-H-I-R-I-Z-A-R-R-Y. You hit us up on SportsGrid, SportsGrid TV, SportsGrid Radio, all the different social media ways to contact the network and me. Is there a more must box screen, like box office, must-see player than Zion Williamson in the NBA right now? Because if there is, I'm not so sure. And welcome in our radio audience as we break down the NBA and talk a little bit about uh, Zion Williamson, Keith Arizari, betting around the rim, Sports Record, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 204, the MSG Networks, streaming devices, so many ways to get in touch with us. Zion Williamson, again, 39 points, 10 boards, 5 assists last night. And he did it efficiently. I mean, dude doesn't miss shots. He shoots 65, 70% from the field almost seemingly every night. I said this earlier in the year. I still would like to see his rebound numbers go up. Even during this amazing stretch since the All-Star break, barely closing in on seven rebounds per game. He just has those random games where he gets two, three, four, five rebounds. And I, I just, I mean, for someone who can jump out the gym the way he does, you feel like you need him to rebound more. All right, let's flip it over to James Harden. James Harden, 44 points last night. Yet another MVP caliber evening. Now, the the Nets, they struggled. They only won 113-111 against the Pistons. And Corey Joseph, at the end, had had a point-blank layup, essentially. He ended up missing it. I'm not sure if it would have counted anyway because of the, the clock. But James Harden afterwards was asked, should he be in the MVP conversation? He said, clearly, I am the MVP. I don't want to make this about me, but I am the MVP. He'd be hard-pressed to find someone having a better individual season than James Harden. And when you talk about the road that got there for James Harden, you have to discuss the fact that he's been an MVP in Houston. 
he tanked his way out of Houston. And it wasn't the best look for him. We talked about it here on Betting Around the Rim, and I know other shows have done it as well. Historically, there has never been a single player in NBA history that has won the MVP the same season that they were traded in. And with the way he was traded out of Houston, I wonder if voters would hold that against him. I do. When push comes to shove, I don't ultimately think James Harden will get the MVP award, but it's going to get a little bit closer and closer as we go on. Dame Lillard sat out last night, uh, so we got to monitor him for the MVP conversation. Oh, speaking of big changes in the NBA, this week was the NBA trade deadline. It happened on Thursday. One name, Kyle Lowry, did not get moved. But basically every other name that we thought would get moved did. Some of the teams got a lot better, some maybe marginally, and some teams kind of sat on the sideline and said, no, I'm going to let you guys do it. All that and so much more coming up. It is Betting on the Rim. I am Keith Arizari. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. All right, back here, betting around the rim. It is Keith Arizari, Sports Grid, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 204, the MSG Networks, and streaming devices. You know, there were some jokes this week about whether the trade deadline was going to be good or not. I know some of the Sports Grid people here even went back and forth with each other. I, I was not a part of that thread, but about whether it was a snooze fest or not. Well, let's bring in Woj's tweet here from ESPN to kind of break it down. And then I'll actually dive into all of these trades. So 16 trades. 23 teams, 46 roster players. It was the most ever in each category in the past 35 years on deadline day. 
I think one of the reasons why people weren't so enamored with this trade deadline day is because of some of the names that we thought were going to get moved and didn't. Kyle Lowry did not get moved. The Lakers didn't make a big move. The Sixers essentially stayed pat. Like, you look at a lot of the teams, even the Boston Celtics, who they had Evan Fournier. Like, it wasn't the, the sexiest player name to get the Boston Celtics. But I'll tell you this, the Denver Nuggets... And the Chicago Bulls walk away as the big winners of the day. The Denver Nuggets get Aaron Gordon. What is Aaron Gordon? He's not just a dunker. Dude shooting over 40% from three-point length since he came back from injury. He could play a little bit of defense. Super hyper-athletic. He is a perfect fit for that Denver Nuggets squad. When you think about Jokic, MVP candidate, Jamal Murray, each and every day could go for 30, 40, 50 points. You know he's he's a walking bucket. Michael Porter Jr., I've been hyping this dude since as long as I could. Still wish the Knicks would have drafted him a couple of years ago, but I digress. Michael Porter Jr. is also a walking bucket. And now you mix in Aaron Gordon. And I think this Denver Nuggets team, and we'll do the roll call a little bit later where we discuss where teams are now post the trade deadline. I think you have to take them for real. Like, I think you need to look at the Denver Nuggets now and go to FanDuel, check out what their, their future odds are to win the Western Conference. I think they are that good that they could win the Western Conference. I think it's worth taking a look at. Also worth taking a look at the Chicago Bulls. Zach Levine is a star, not a superstar, a star. I love Zach Levine. But the question mark for the Chicago Bulls were they ever going to give him something? Were they ever going to put a piece around him? How about Nikola Vucevic? Vooch! Oh, my goodness. All right, so now you've got All-Star Levine, All-Star and Vooch. Put them together. The question is about the Bulls now. Because I think in the future, now you're looking at Levine and, and Vooch as being the, the two guys that you kind of lean on as the pillars of this organization. How much better did the Bulls get for this year? Obviously, now I think they become a playoff team, which maybe they were going to be on a border, borderline, probably more like a play-in-round team. But this is where, like, Knicks fans have spoken to me on Twitter a lot. And I was I was a fan of the Knicks trying to make a trade. And, and they got Terrence Ferguson. But I was a fan of the Knicks trying to make some sort of move during this, this trade deadline. And I know I floated it earlier this week if, the Knicks were to give away Mitchell Robinson and Kevin Knox for, for Lonzo Ball. One, would the Pelicans take it? My guess was no. But two, would Knicks fans be happy? And I got so much feedback that the Knicks fans didn't want to do that. Why break up a good thing right now? Well, Lonzo Ball is, is stinking good at basketball. He's a lot better than we all want to believe. Dude is shooting the ball really well. He's a facilitator. He can do a little bit of everything. So I wanted that to happen. But the reason I bring that up is more, it, there, there's a few reasons, but the biggest reason is that if the Knicks made that trade, how much better were they for this minute? They'd be better, but they're still not better than the top teams in the East, right? Like, I don't think anyone out there believes the Knicks are going to beat the Nets in a seven-game series. I don't think anybody believes the Knicks would beat uh, the Sixers or the Bucks in a seven-game series. And now the Miami Heat. So throw those four teams, those four Eastern Conference teams at the top. And the reason, again, I bring it up is because now, do you believe the Chicago Bulls are going to beat any of those teams? So no. So I think what the Bulls did was they said, we're going to make a deal now. We're going to get into the playoffs, get some of our young players, Kobe White, those types of players, a little bit of run in the postseason, 
get Vucevic, who was in the playoffs last year, by the way, back into the playoffs and then build towards next year and then maybe even try to draw, you know, another free agent to, to come your route next year. I love what the Bulls did. Uh, I also love what the Portland Trailblazers did. Can we talk about Norman Powell and what Powell has meant in Toronto? The numbers for Powell Powell are great. Now, I, I, I wish the Blazers could have pulled this off without giving up Gary Trent Jr., but let's look at Powell's numbers as a starter this season. Most of you know him as a guy coming off the bench. In 28 games as a starter, almost 24 points per game, shoots almost 53%, 45% from long range, 86% for the free throw line. And again, if you want to just like extract that out for a full season, you're talking about a guy that would be 20, 50, and 45. He would be the only player in the NBA to do that shooting-wise. Didn't love giving up Gary Trent Jr. Thought he was a really nice player in Portland. But now if I look at this Trailblazers team and Powell played last night and scored 20, no Dame Lillard. If I look at a lineup now of Lillard, McCollum, and Powell as a trio of scorers, and Nurkic is back now too, and then Covington at the, at the four maybe, and he's been playing really well. Woo! As good as the Nuggets got during this trade deadline, you have to discuss how good the Blazers just got at this trade deadline. And then the last minute trade that happened, we all were sitting there. It's like 302. I know I'm texting with Kofsky and I'm testing, texting with John. I'm like, is this going to happen? I can't believe it. The Rockets didn't trade Oladipo. But don't forget, guys, and we talked about this, trades can still happen after 3 o'clock as long as they were initiated before 3 o'clock. So sometimes it's like 2.59, you get on the phone, and the next thing you know, it's like 3.09 before the trade is actually uh, you know, brought to light. So Victor Oladipo, Welcome to Miami. He's taking his talents to South Beach. Uh, VO is headed there. And listen, Oladipo has battled injuries. And he's, he's, I don't think he's the guy that he once was. I don't know if he's a, you know, the all-star that he once was. But I think Pat Riley's really happy about it. Pat, what do you got to say? I do think we have a lot of depth. We have a lot of versatility. I think Spo will have a lot of options to be able to go and, and be able to not experiment, but use. And so I think we kept everything that we needed in the cupboard to cover our defense and our offense and in special situations. We got defenders, we got shooters, we got slashers, we got, you know, we got leaders that, that can make plays. And so now he's got to put all that together now while while we make this mad rush to the finish, you know, from that standpoint. But from a future standpoint, we're going to let the future take care of itself in the present moment with the performance of players. And so there's going to be a lot of competition and, you know, players got to step up and they got to play and they got to get the job done. Yeah. I think something he said there too, Pat Riley really stuck to me is the future, let it play out, but the versatility, this is now a Miami heat that, you know, Goran Dragic, Jimmy Butler, Oladipo, Hero, Robinson, Bam. It's a deep team with a lot of guys that can play a lot of different positions. One other trade I want to get into really fast, and we could do more trades, whether it's later today or tomorrow as well, is Rajon Rondo for Lou Williams. And Lou Williams is a little upset about getting dealt away and, and, and not being a Clipper anymore. But Rajon Rondo is now an L.A. Clipper. And Rajon Rondo is a big deal. Here's why. He's not a very good 
regular season player. Like, I'm not going to sit here and try to sell you on Rondo making that much of a difference to the Clippers going forward during this regular campaign. What I'm going to tell you is Rajon Rondo, each and every time he gets into the postseason, is playoff Rondo. Remember a couple of years ago when the Pelicans finally won a, a playoff series? It wasn't just because of Davis. It was Rondo. Remember last year when the Lakers made a run in the bubble? Do you remember when they got hot? It was when Rondo started carrying the load with LeBron and AD. Love me some playoff Rondo. Love me some Chris Kofsky as well. He'll join me next. I'll be break down the upcoming NBA slate. It is a big slate. Nine games, some intriguing games, all that and so much more. It is betting around the rim. I am Keith Irizarry. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. How goes it? Betting around the rim. Keith Irizarry with you. Sports Grid, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 204. You got us on the streaming devices, on the MSG Networks, and um, Kafskadamus, uh, the Koffer, the Kafskanator, Kafsky Jones, Jonesy, and um, all-around swell-bearded man. Well, really, he's not bearded anymore. He's cut the beard. We need to change the picture at some point. We've been trying to get... Kofsky to change his picture. John James is on it. Sarah's on. I mean, like literally uh, from from the top down, all the bosses are saying, "Dude, photographer, someone's got to take it from me." Come on, I need I need some glamour shots. All right, here we go. So So John, John, we're we're gonna set it up this week. John is gonna meet up with with Kofsky, and we're gonna we're gonna get a better picture where he doesn't have that beard anymore from when he was like 16 years old and he was getting ready for all the sweet 16 parties he was going to. Anyway. Kafskadamus, what do we got on the slate today? Well, Keith, I'm glad you think I went to several Sweet 16s. Actually, only went to three of them. Two of them were family members. But anyway, let's get on with the <laughs> NBA slate. The Wizards, <laughs> they are hosting the Pistons. The Wizards now three and a half point home favorites. Total, 226 and a half. Not a lot of defense can be played in this game. Does the over intrigue you in this one? 
The over does, and I'll tell you this, the Pistons intrigue me. They're actually pretty good against the spread. Four and one against the spread over the last five games, and the Wizards are just three and six against the spread in their last nine games. So I, I think I'm going to go over in this one, and I think I'm going to roll with the Pistons to keep this one close. So give me the Pistons at plus three and a half. All right, next game on the slate, the Knicks and the Bucks. Nine-point favorites, the Bucks at home total. 220 and a half. And we love talking about the Knicks on this show, Keith, because when we talk about them, we sing RJ Barrett, his last 10 games. Boy, oh boy, he's been ripping it up 21.1 points per game, 6.2 rebounds, 3.5 assists, 36.2 minutes per game. Do the Knicks cover this big nine point spread against the Bucs? I think they do, and I'm going to get back to R.J. Barrett in a second, so so be ready to, to pull that graphic back up because I want to talk about R.J. Barrett a little bit further. But you asked me a question. I think they do. The Knicks are 4-1 against the spread over the last five games, actually 5-1 and one against the spread over the last six games, and Milwaukee, they're just 1-4 and four against the spread in their last five games. So I think this game stays close. I know it was, what, two, two and a half weeks ago where Milwaukee ended up running away from the Knicks. I think today is going to be a little bit different for the New York Knicks, and it is because of, and again, let's bring that back in, R.J. Barrett for our TV audience so you guys can see these numbers while I talk about R.J., because R.J.'s star power is building. We know that Julius Randle is an all-star, right? And I told you guys on Inside the Lines on MSG two weeks ago that R.J. Barrett is on the rise, and it is happening, and the biggest reason why is the efficiency, and the second biggest reason why is his confidence. If you watch RJ play, it is just a different player. Last year, it was about, I'm athletic and can slash, and I'm going to throw the ball up, and sometimes it's going to go in. This year, it's, I'm athletic, I can slash, I'm going to shoot the ball, I'm going to pass the ball, I'm going to rebound the ball, I'm going to lead this team. So last year, I gave you two good things. This year, I gave you six good things. RJ Barrett, I like him a lot. Let's go. What else you got? All right. Next game. This one's interesting. The Rockets are taking on the Timberwolves. Five-point favorites to Timberwolves. Over under 220 and a half. Obviously, last night, that game was interesting. The Timberwolves, they pulled back and came in. What do you think is going to happen in this game? Basically, a back-to-back two games playing each other. Don't really see this in the NBA playing back-to-back nights. The same team. Yeah, and I saw that. I saw this line change from three and a half to five point favorites now for Minnesota. So obviously, uh, we're seeing line movement there. Last night was. All right, we're going to work out some of Keith's technical difficulties, but the Rockets and Timberwolves, boy, this is an interesting spot. I know Keith was in on this game last night. The Timberwolves, they came from behind, but now at five point favorites total, 228. I think this game's going to go over. Not a lot of defense playing in this game. The Rockets snapped their 20-game losing streak the other day, but they have not been great since then. Keith, what do you think of this one? Yes. We're talking about it. Last night was interesting. We're going to be leaning against this game tonight, going on the back-to-back. Well, Minnesota went on a 22-0 run to end that game, right? Like, Houston should have won that game. Minnesota came back and, and, and won. It was absolutely nuts to see that happen. Uh, for this one, I lean more towards the under. The under is the play, typically, for Houston. The back-to-back matchup, so I'll say I'll say I'll take the under. But when you have two bad basketball teams and coming in off the night that they had last night, I'm probably just avoiding this game. Yeah, it's a it's a funky spot with two kind of not great teams. The next game on the slate, the Spurs. Now this game intrigues me. The Spurs two point home favorites against the Bulls. Total two twenty one. 
Rumor is Vooch, he's going to play tonight. If he's playing and Levine's playing, I like me the Bulls as dogs tonight. Where are you leaning in this game? Vucevic, a big get, in my opinion, for the Bulls. Vooch, 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 Vooch. Can I do that? Is that all right? Yeah, I think so. He is one of the most slept on big men in the NBA. Vucevic can, I mean, listen, we don't even know if it's Vucevic, it's Vucevic. Everyone says it differently. Uh, stats are, are gaudy. The question is always going to be for him, like Carl Anthony Towns, are these like Kevin Love, you know, types of stats where you're on a terrible team or you're on a bad team and you're, you're just putting up big numbers. Orlando was in the playoffs last year. Orlando was not a terrible team. Vooch can play, man. And Vooch and Levine make me believe in the Chicago Bulls. If Vucevic plays tonight, again, we're doing this right now at 10.31 a.m. Eastern time. If Vucevic plays, the the Bulls at plus two is awesome. I also, honestly, I like the Bulls on the money line at plus 110. Yeah, I agree. I, I saw them tweet yesterday. Maybe we could get John. I know he's not doing much behind the scenes. Maybe we could check out and <laughs> see if Vooch is definitely playing tonight. But I saw yesterday he's expected to play. So I agree. If Vooch is playing Count me in on the Bulls tonight. I'm in on them as dogs. All right, next game on the slate. What does Zion have for an encore? We know he scored a career high of 39 points last night. Tonight, they host, and they still lost that game. Tonight, though, they host the Mavs. One and a half point home dogs total, 229 and a half. I'm just going to say this flat out, Keith. Do not bet this game until you know if Luka Doncic is in. He did not play last night. You cannot bet this game until you know Doncic's status. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So we don't need to spend a lot of time on this game, but if Luka plays, we'll have one lean towards the Mavericks. If Luka doesn't play, I lean towards the Pelicans. I would probably take the over on whatever the point total is for Zion. Absolutely. All right, next game on the slate. John Celtics, they won a game yesterday. Now they're playing a back-to-back eight-point road favorites against the Oklahoma City Thunder, 218.5 as the total. Where are you going in this one? Are the Celtics, are they are they back? We always think they're back, and then they just disappoint. What, what are they going to do in this game against the Oklahoma City Thunder? They're going to win. I don't know if they cover the 10 points. The Celtics are going to win. Tatum played great last night. Marcus Smart is lathering up. He's starting to turn into himself. Jalen Brown, not, not an amazing night last night, but he's starting to play. He's still, still an all-star and an all-star level player. I have to believe that the cream of the crop, the Boston Celtics, like the 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 team that I thought was going to be a top four team in the Eastern Conference, and now I barely give them a top five chance. But when you look at the Boston Celtics, they are only a game and a half out of being in fifth place in the Eastern Conference. So for all the bad that is for the Boston Celtics, they're still hanging around. They're still hanging around. And now I feel like they're going to get a little bit healthier and a little bit better. Evan Fournier, don't think he's going to play tonight. But once you throw him into the lineup, you'd be much happier. Absolutely. By the way, if you want to hop in on the Zion total, 27.5 right now at the FanDuel Sportsbook. If you like that, Keith, I recommend you hopping in before it goes up, coming off his career-high 39 points. All right, next game on the slate, the Jazz. They're hosting the Grizzlies. Jazz, now 10.5 point home favorites. Total, 220.5. Any strong lean in this game? Uh, I'm going to go with the Grizzlies in this one. Again, uh, Memphis, they, they're playing pretty tight games, 5-1 and one against the spread over the last six games, and Utah actually just 3-7 and seven against the spread in their last 10 games. So give me Memphis. Utah's going to win this game, but give me Memphis. 
Yeah, double digits. I I could lean to Memphis on this game too. Next game, the Sixers. They travel to the Staples Center to take on the Clippers. Clippers, four and a half point home favorites total. 220 and a half. I like the Clippers in this one. I think they get it done at home. What about you? Yeah, I like the Clippers in this one too. And when I did my my due diligence, you know, I love to nerd out and read up on all the stats. And I found it interesting to see that both of these teams have been playing to the under as of late. For Philly, five of their last six games have gone under. For the Clippers, four of their last six games have gone under. So when you look at the number, and I know there's no posted uh, total right now, but we'll monitor that again at 10.35 a.m. Eastern. Sometimes it's a little bit harder to, to do this because we don't have It's 2.20 and a half. It's, it's up. Oh, we, it's, we got it right now. 2.22 and a half. 2.22 two and a half. I'm sorry. 2.22 and a half. I'm doing math really fast in my head. Here we go. You guys see how my brain works. I'm going to look to the side right now for the TV audience. Smoke is coming out of my ears. Yeah, I go under on this one. Uh, this this screams of a 109-102 type of game. So it would end up under. I think we have one more game. Yep, one more game on the slate. The Kings. They're hosting the Cavaliers. This is a fat number for the Kings. I know the Cavs aren't great. Eight-point home favorites total, 222. That eight points with the Cavs opening up right now is intriguing me. Does it intrigue you? Oh, it does intrigue me, except that I, I'm starting to believe in these Sacramento Kings who are now 5-1 and one since Tyrese Halliburton has stepped into the starting lineup. Remember, I told you the sneaky rookie of the year was Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton now a starter. Tyrese Halliburton now, you know, maybe thrusting himself at least into third in the rookie of the year conversation behind Edwards and Ball. Ball probably not going to play the rest of the year. If the Kings start winning like this, Halliburton could be your rookie of the year. And oh, yes, I did get a preseason ticket on Halliburton, rookie of the year. Not rookie of the year. The MVP is up next. Rick Harrell joins me. Key there is Ari betting around the rim. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. (laughs) 
back here betting around the rim. It is Keith Irizarry with you. Sports Grid, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204, MSG Networks, uh, the streaming devices, so many ways to get in touch with us. And we bring on one of our favorite guests, the, the sports professor, Rick Haro, who for a TV audience you're going to see he's at home right now. Last week he was on a nice golf course. Uh, any rumor to, to uh, any truth to the rumor that like you got kicked off the golf course and that's why you're home right now? Is that is that really what happened? Because that that's what my producer told me. Well, your producer, you know, no, you made that up. You know, you 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 stand in the shoes of your producer with any negative information. That's why you know nobody you know cares about what you say. So hey, <laughs> bottom line is, bottom line is, <laughs> took a cut last week. I claimed social distancing. Everybody said, get off the course. I used that during the pandemic. It's a great line. And when you're just out there playing golf, by the way, and your friends, everybody laughs at it. If there's a dollar or a quarter or a hundred exchanged and you pick up a six foot putt and you claim social distancing, you better run fast because, you know, nobody's going to forgive you with that. We got to find some other device. How about practicing making the putts? How about that one? Maybe that's the way to do it. Mm, I like that. I like that. All right, Rick, let's get into some some business. Uh, Nike yeah. making a push with NCAA tournament, uh, like jerseys and NCAA teams just in general. What's going on there? Well, it, it, it's holding on to market share, but, but now it's really important because they got to find revenue that they lost last year because of no, no, no crowds and no games. So they're 47, 48 of the 68 teams. Nike and the Air Jordan brand. So we're talking about sneaker wars. This is the annual survey about who outfits who. Uh, Under Armour was in the high teens. Now they're at about 10 or 11 of the teams that started, not the teams that are left. And Adidas is at about 10 or 11. And so on the good news, they've got dollars that are available. And you always follow those teams because those are the great brands and the great programs. On the difficult news is they're going to make less money this year. Why? I heard a vicious rumor that Kentucky and Duke are not in this year's tournament. Uh, I'm, hmm. uh, I'm really that I didn't watch yet. Is that true? Or neither one in? Uh, so let me just let you know that Kentucky had a had a difficult season. Uh, Duke had an opt yeah. out and also a little bit of a difficult. I, I know that you've been paying attention to some other things. Yeah, um, those teams didn't make it. Yeah. But sister sister Jean is there, Loyola Chicago. So just remember, it's Palm yes. Sunday tomorrow. Yes. Sister Jean is ready to win today. But I'm hoping, branding-wise, that whatever the odds are, that's going to be an amazing game. They just stepped all over Illinois last week. It has nothing to do with uh, how Illinois had a bad day. Uh, watch for Chicago Loyola, Loyola Chicago. It's I don't think you call – how do you call them Cinderella based on how they you played? You don't. I mean, that, that it's unbe- unbelievable. Yeah, just I'll dive into that in a second before we move on. I don't even think it's fair to call them Cinderella. They were Cinderella, what, three years ago when they made the run in 2018 to the Final Four. They are no longer Cinderella. They were misseeded in this tournament. They were, Ken Palm had them as a top 10 team rated this year. If you believe in that, there was no reason they should have been an eight seed. I feel bad for Illinois because they ran into a team that shouldn't have been there. Well, feel bad for Illinois, unless if they're number one seed, theoretically, they should be favored against everybody except three other sure. teams. And so uh, that they they uh, they got they got to their reputation and their reputation wasn't good enough to take the next step. What we ought to do one of these days after the term is over, pull, pulling up uh, your theory about misseeding. Uh, we have no idea about seeds this year just because of the pandemic. And what we ought to do is we ought to do some critical analysis about how the seeds affect the line and how the line affects obviously everything else in the world we know 
the, the, the bets that are put down on the tournament. That's why, you know, Iowa, uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey record numbers this year. But an analysis of what it all means based on uncertainty. We know that gamers, social or not, always like certainty. And this year and 2020 were the years of uncertainty. So kind of an yeah. interesting <laughs> dynamic. The sports professor, Rick Harrow, joins me, Keith Arizari, on betting around the rim. All right, let's talk about Pennsylvania then, because you, you brought it up. So let, their, their numbers were down from a gambling standpoint in February, but the numbers still hit over 500 million wagers, or at least supposed to hit over $500 million in wagers. Again, is this all pandemic? Like, How, how are we supposed to read this? Half Empty says it's down, it's February, it's trending down, let's hold a bake sale for the state of Pennsylvania. The half full is, look, it's higher year over year by about 78%. And frankly, February is a really bad month, uh, historically, gaming-wise, because uh, let's remember, you only have one football game, and the Super Bowl drives uh, big betting, and the March Madness hadn't yet kicked in. When you look at the March numbers this year, all over the country, uh, including every state that will track it year over year. They're going to be really prolific, and it's going to show all over the country. And more uh, underdogs versus number ones and more excitement as we get into this new format, which I think is great. I'm, I'm canceling all all uh, events over the next, including my golf games, over the next four days. I just want to watch wall-to-wall basketball, just like we did, because remember, with the COVID, you want to keep people in the same place. Uh, for as long as you can, so you don't want to send them away and wait for four days, which is the reason why you don't have the gulf between Elite Eight and Sweet 16. Now you got it Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It is unbelievable, and obviously they're not going to keep it that like they did not. Uh, the uh, 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 Major League Baseball rules the way they did, but the bottom line of all of this is we learned a lot during the pandemic, and that was really important. Yeah, I think that in just in life in general, we we all learned a lot during the pandemic, and there's things we can take away and make ourselves better as people. And and you know, from a gambling standpoint, I think there are ways to make us better as gamblers as well. Uh, New Jersey also saw their sports books drop below seven hundred and fifty million dollars in the bets for the for the first time, what, in in as long as as we can remember. Again, I'll double back. Is that similar to the situation in Pennsylvania? Yeah, lowest handle since August of twenty twenty. Uh, and the 80% higher than this February, than last February. So apples to apples, again, month to month. The good news is they're trending well. You know, Rutgers brought some action. Let's see what happened with the numbers because of them uh, in, uh, in March. And we'll look at it, uh, you know, next week, the week after when we see those numbers. But also, lo- look, at the, look at the gaming numbers in New Jersey. New Jersey has now become the bellwether not just because of Atlantic City, but because of the governor's quick move to institute mobile betting uh, immediately during and after the Supreme Court ruling. What you have is a state that leads the way and roads and bridges and infrastructure. We'll talk about that some other time as well. Mm -hmm. But now you see push to get all of this infrastructure built because of traffic and because of jobs and because of economic development. Well, the states that are doing the gaming, they're doing it first. They're doing it quickly because they have the dollars. Rick, we all have one of these, right? You know, we have these these cell phone things, right? We want to be able to do things digitally. We want to be able to hop on this as fast as possible and, and get our, our bets in. New York getting ever closer to allowing us to do this? Yes? No? What's going on? A budget 
framework through their committees that may allow them this year to get it all done. It also, because of legislature, you know, I was working with the legislatures many years and it's like hot dogs. You may like the results, but you sure don't want to know how they're made. And the yeah. legislature work is exactly the same way. You might have it done this year. You might have it done next year. And of course, Governor Cuomo has a lot of other things on his hands, so to speak. So hold that cell phone really quick because it'll happen. And the way it'll happen is because morals and gambling, what trumps it, uh, pardon the pun, is infrastructure <laughs> and the need for dollars. And so, by the way, I, 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 I use Trump in my normal conversation. I I hear Trump, it just goes like that. So uh, we're not uh, <laughs> politics. So we had, uh, let's just forget that conversation. New York's going to get it. It's just a question of when. How's that? Oh my, I, I, you, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like this needs to be the movie Wayne's World where you do the, the reverse and you go, did look, did look, did look. Like just to rewind the whole thing so we can avoid some of the words you use there and then move on. New York will get some gambling, hopefully very yeah. soon oh my goodness that was good that was that was good yeah even your subtle little thing you know Cuomo has uh, some other things on his mind right now or on his hands uh LeBron James he's got some other things on his hands as well and he's going to be now a part owner or at least a part of a, a ownership group for the Boston Red Sox uh, how difficult was it for him and Maverick Carter and and that group to become a part of this well the difficulty was this guy's a longtime Yankee fan but again you know, money trumps fandom, to use that word again. And you're so, ki you're, you're killing me here. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. No more. All right. LeBron decides to buy in, all in, Fenway Sports, Nesson, the TV network, Rouch Fenway Racing, the Red Sox, Fenway Park, the first African-American partner of Fenway Sports, which is important. But the other important thing, when you line up the Mount Rushmore of sports, and you take a look at the kind of entrepreneurial aspect of it, you've got Arnold Palmer, you've got Jack Nicholas, got Michael Jordan, right? You got Kobe, had he continued in life, um, and you've got Tiger Woods, and you got LeBron because of the diversity of what they're doing. And when he wants to pass the torch to LeBron, the entrepreneur, after he watches his kid and after he retires, this is exactly the way to do it. Now, he's got to hide all his Yankee hats, right? Huh. Yeah, yeah, that's that that's that's a tough one. Uh when you grow yeah. up I mean I, you know what I guess he grew up in Cleveland. So I think it's easy enough for him to move from team to team if he needs to. Uh one other, you know, thing that stood out to me this week was I was reading about the the Oakland Athletics and the fact that they're going to start accepting Bitcoin payment for like luxury boxes. One, why? Two, if this works, is this something where we might start seeing this in, in other, other teams and other sports? On number one, when your stadium is the worst in the history of captivity with the uh, construction that uh, predates the uh, Parthenon and Acropolis, you try to do whatever you can to make sure that you have some excitement around it. The team, who knows, after with Bill, it might be good, might not be. But Dave Caval, who's a president, a really great entrepreneur, know him, says, look, we're going to do two chances with fans. First, we're going to see you take a flyer on the team. Second, we're going to let you pay one Bitcoin for the entire season for a suite. Now, today it's worth 60 grand and you get to buy a $594 per game suite for the entire season. If the Bitcoin price goes down, 
then, you know, we're going to take it and you've had payment and you win. If it goes up, then you could have spent your money elsewhere. But it's an interesting gamble. And number two, will other teams use it? They're going to look at the success of this and they're going to see just like uh, 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 the uh, Elon Musk did taking payments of Bitcoin for Tesla's. We're going to see how fair teams take payment. Then if the Yankees and Dodgers start taking Bitcoins for those first row outrageous seats that nobody sits in, maybe we'll have a deal. I think I'd rather just Venmo them. All right, before I let you go, I know today's a sad day for you. Howard Schnellenberger, a legendary coach, 87 years old, passed away a little bit earlier today. Yeah, and a friend for, for a long time. Uh, you know, University of Miami down here, he was an icon. He, we've spoken at various events and raised money for charities. Uh, his health was failing, but not enough where he couldn't be honored. And, you know, Don Shula and Howard Schnellenberger were icons in this community. Friends, they will be badly missed, not just in South Florida, but obviously in football and in life. So thanks for helping me honor Howard. Yeah, I mean, when you when you think of the U, right, uh, he is clearly one of the names that we always think about, Howard Schnellenberger, gone. Honestly, too early. 87 years old. Lived a long life, but still too early. Yeah. Thanks, Rick. We'll talk next week. All right. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Back here betting around the rim. The haters are out. They don't believe I can do it. Two minutes goes on the clock. We go up against the clock. Roll it. And away we will go. All right, let's get the clock going. Let's get me my first question. Bring it in. What are we doing up against the clock? Who is your new Final Four heading into the Sweet 16? Well, listen, my new Final Four doesn't look that much different. I still got Gonzaga and Alabama. Guess who had that? And has two thumbs, this guy. Baylor is in there. Two thumbs, this guy. And I'm going to go with Loyola of Chicago. Obviously, I had Illinois in my Final Four. Loyola of Chicago will be there. So three out of four, not too shabby. Question number two, what do you guys got for me? 
Which player would you put your money on for the most outstanding player? I'd go Kispert or Timmy. I think this one's pretty simple just because I think that Gonzaga is the best team and they're going to win this one. Kispert has been a little bit up and down through the first two games. Drew Timmy just coming off that 30-point outing. Give me a Gonzaga player as my uh, best bet for MOP. Question number three. Roll it in. Let's continue. Are the Heat the second best team in the East after the Ola Di No, they're not the second best team in the East after the Ola Di The Nets, the Sixers, the Bucks, the Heat. The Heat can jump ahead of the Bucks, but they are not the second best team in the East. Silly question. Number four. Let's do it. Super odds boost on FanDuel, Villanova, or Syracuse to win. All right, so these the, the super odd boosts are fun, right? I'm going to go with Syracuse here just because what they do well, stop the pick and roll, is what Houston does well, the pick and roll. So I think they can win that game. I don't know if I'm picking them. We'll talk about that in hour number two. Question number five, let's go. Up against the clock, over under 125 total points in the Loyola Chicago versus uh, Oregon State game. All right, so it's the lowest posted total of all the Sweet 16 matchups. It's going to be like a slog fest, but I'm going to take the over on this one. Both of these teams are playing pretty well offensively comparing to what they are. Number six, come on, sneak it in. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Julius Randle over under 22 and a half points versus Milwaukee. All right, had 13 points the other night against Washington, but had gone over that number two of the last three times. I'll go over! Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.